This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. In no five and no six, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage. It's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And today I am uh, excited to be with Kim Constable. She's she's out of Belfast, and uh, she she's the uh, owner of the Sculpted Vegan, now the largest online vegan bodybuilding company in the world. Uh, she's married to her husband Ryan. They have four children, and uh, also. We don't want to forget about the Boston Terrier. You right? have to add the dog in. <laughs> I love it. Yes, our, we have our dog. Uh, my last name is Bailey, and uh, our dog's name is Bailey, which is oh, maybe a little bit weird, but uh, no, I love it. Yeah, you can't forget the dog. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. No, I am so happy to be here. Honestly, I absolutely, um, I love your work. So this is great for me. Yeah. Let's, let's hop right to it. Um, championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you when you hear that? Like, what does that mean to you, championship leadership? Well, for me, it's funny. Years ago, I remember a good friend of me saying, um, a good friend of mine saying to me that you can't chase a leader. And I never really understood what it meant at the time. And it was whenever I was actually launching a company in Belfast and I launched several companies in Belfast <laughs> and tried and failed, launched several companies in the course of my lifetime up until now, until I finally made one successful. And I remember her saying that to me and I was kind of like, eh, I really don't know what that means, but it always kind of stuck in my mind. You know, you can't chase a leader. And I have, I suppose for me, I, I've always, I've always been a very natural leader and I don't mean to be big headed whenever I say that. And I don't mean to sound facetious, but I am the kind of person, you know, I'm an Aries. And so leader, I've, I've always been, you know, the person who kind of rallied everyone around and championed everyone. And, and you know, if, if there was, you know, direction to be taken, I was the one to take it. I've never been afraid of branching out and, and being a leader. So I suppose, you know, championship I, over here, that means something different. That's kind of like something to do with football over here, like the UEFA okay. championship. Yeah. So championship okay. leadership, I suppose for me, leadership certainly um, is about 
um, really stepping up to the plate and being prepared to lead, but being humble with it as well. I think that there's a, a great responsibility in leadership and it's something that I don't take lightly and it's something that I don't take for granted and it's something that I recognize more and more and more as I you know, as my company grows as my following grows as the amount of you know people we welcome into our programs grows I've re I really recognize the responsibility and what it actually means to be a leader and how many people truly look up to you whenever you are a leader and look up to you to kind of answer their problems and solve their problems and 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 you know be that kind of shining light to to lead the way for them so certainly I have a very deep and visceral understanding of leadership with what I'm doing in the world now that I never had before. It was always kind of more of a concept. Whereas now, you know, with, you know, we sold 9,000 programs last year, you know, we have, you know, over 300, 400,000 in our network now I actually, you know, have downloaded programs from us, free yeah. and paid programs. It's a massive responsibility. So leadership for me really is about responsibility, I suppose, more than anything. And it's definitely not something I take lightly. Yeah, that's it. That's incredible that you that you've accomplished that, that you've done that over the last year. And it's also it's just great to hear um, that you recognize the responsibility of it, too. Right. Because I think there's there's a lot of people in leadership positions today. At least uh, I can speak for the people in leaders inside of the U.S. that sometimes they uh, take it for granted or they they let it go to their heads and more more from a power position than from a responsibility of like, hey, I'm. Uh, there's a lot of people following, a lot of people watching your steps, your ways, and what you do and what you say, and and how you um, interact and act and live. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's refreshing to hear that is what I'm trying to say. Uh, come back to real quick, you know, you can't chase the leader. What could you maybe... Uh, expound on that a little bit and yeah I, I think that was certainly what I what it's, it means for me or what I, I came to believe that it means is that you either have a very natural leadership you know quality about you or you don't I think that I don't know that it's something that you can teach I may be wrong but I think that you know, someone who is a leader in their field someone who is a leader in thought someone who is a leader you know physically or you know, in, in, in any kind of endeavor, it is, it, it, they're, they're always going to lead. They're always going to be, you know, in one step ahead, one step in front, you know, thinking outside the box. You know, I actually had this today. I'll, I'll give you a, a story. I, um, I was chatting to my trainer, Mark, when we were training, and I was talking about um, how in the industry, since I was the first person to ever launch a 12-month online fitness program, I was the first person ever. And I, I look for blue oceans. You know, I specifically look for programs that nobody else has created and I create them so they're unique. Since I launched my first 12-month program, which was three years ago now, we, we did a beta launch. Um, there are now, that I know of, there's, a, there's now three 12-month programs on the market. Yeah. And yeah. so I, you know, and so, and I remember I was talking to my trainer about it today and I said, oh, it's really funny because, and I, I know, you know, I, I, I know a couple of the people and he said to me, you know, he said, you'll never, he said, but Kim, he said, you're unique. They will never catch you. And I said, you know what? I know, I know they'll never catch me. And I truly do because I'll always be one step ahead, one step ahead, because what these people have done or what I've seen the different people who've done, they've taken my business model and they've copied it. They've like, well, if this is working for her, 
then it must be a model that works and therefore it's going to work for me. But what they don't realize is my business is so much more than the model. You know, it's so much more than just that it's a 12 month program with weekly live Q and A's and a, you know, in a Facebook group and a, you know, and different bonuses. It's more than a model. It's, it's, it's the essence of who I am and what I do. And it's actually the leadership. This is why I love this topic because it's actually how I lead my people and how I, it sounds like how I lead my people. Like I'm Jesus, <laughs> you know, but I, you know, it, it truly, <laughs> right them as my tribe, you know, yeah, and, um, yeah, totally. it's, it's, you know, I, and it is how you lead. It's how you, it's how you take care of your coaches. It's how you take care of your, your organization. It's, and then it's how, you, how they take care of your people. That's truly what makes the difference in what we do. You know, I'm not, there are hundreds of fitness programs, like millions, it's a billion dollar industry. I am oh, not yeah. teaching anything that hasn't been taught before, yeah. but what I'm doing is I'm, I invest everything I make back into coaching programs for my coaches, into, you know, into ways that I can support and help and, 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 you know, provide community for our members. So I reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. And that's the difference. And that's the leadership quality that I, I, I recognize that the people are the most important thing without the people, without the customers, without nurturing and taking care of them, you don't have a business. So it doesn't matter what business model you have. It doesn't matter how good you are at sales or marketing or copywriting. If you're not going to be a leader and stand out there as like the beacon of, you know, shining light and don't even get me started on that because then I'm perfect. They're like, Oh, but she's vegan and she's this and she's whatever. And they're like, one day I put sugar in my coffee and someone was like, oh, you take sugar in your coffee. And I was like, uh, yeah. And she was like, but you're the sculpted vegan. I was like, does that mean I'm not allowed to take sugar in my coffee? No. You know, so they hold you to a higher standard, you know, which yeah. isn't always yeah. based in reality, which is a whole different story. But I think yeah. that's truly what it, you know, that's truly what it is. I think it's, you know, people can copy your model. People can, you know, they can chase you. They can try and keep up with you. They can, but if they're just chasing you and trying to copy and replicate what you're doing and they're missing the special ingredient, which is the uniqueness that you bring to that special gift you bring to the world, as Marie Forleo always says, which is uniquely you, which is really what sets you apart and what truly makes you a leader, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Thank you for that. And really what I was hearing was kind of what you what you got into was like, you can't chase a leader, which really uh, you're always going to be chasing a leader. Like a leader yes. leads and a leader yes. is in the front. And yes. uh, yeah, if they're continuing to move and, and do what they do, and you're just there trying to copy or imitate, like you'll right. always be chasing. You'll always. I heard a statistic yesterday. I was listening to a podcast uh, that only 4% of online entrepreneurs, not even online, I think it was just entrepreneurs, 4% of entrepreneurs worldwide break the seven-figure mark. 4%. Wow. Yeah. I was really shocked at that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it really is, you know, but to break the seven-figure mark, it, you know, in turnover is, it really is a, it does require an extra je ne sais quoi, you know? And quite often that's mm -hmm. not in the business model or, you know, how much you invest in Facebook ads or certainly it's just, it's the amount of, it's the you, the amount of you, you bring to what you do. And then the amount you allow yourself, the extent to which you allow yourself to be vulnerable, to be seen, to be 100% unapologetically you. And that's mm -hmm. a confidence that, that, you know, that you have to develop, I suppose, over the years, but it is something that a leader has that many other people don't have. I totally sound like I'm giving myself a rap here. I'm like, I don't want people to think I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just like the best leader in the world. <laughs> I I, I'm not, but I do think about this stuff quite a lot. You know, I'm quite a deep yeah. And I love the philosophy behind it. So, but no, anyway, yeah, nothing. Yeah. I mean, you're just being uh, certain in who you are and, and who you've right. been. And, um, it's me into trouble sometimes though, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Like you said, I mean, I think part of, part of what you're saying is like, you can't, you can't make any, everyone happy. And that's a big part of no. owning who you are. 
understanding and recognizing that, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Well, well, tell us a bit more about you and how did you become the sculpted vegan oh, put yeah. sugar in your coffee? Yeah, it's put sugar in her coffee. <laughs> only spoonful of sugar that's possible. <laughs> day. But like, even if it wasn't, you know, like I'm a professional <laughs> eater. I honestly, people yeah. are shocked at the amount I eat. You know, bodybuilders eat a lot. Like we're oh, yeah. constantly eating. No doubt. So you train, yes? I can. I'm yes. Yeah. Your shoulders that you train. All I can see is your top half, but you can always tell <laughs> someone who trains. So, um, yeah. So how did I become the sculpted vegan? <laughs> Interesting story. You know, I was, and I've actually told this story many, many times, but it kind of, it is kind of my pinnacle moment where I was actually a yoga teacher. So I had practiced Ashtanga yoga for many years, became a yoga teacher, became a very successful yoga teacher. And instead of just, you know, teaching privately or teaching in studios, I did teach privately at home. Um, I was the most expensive yoga teacher in Ireland because I've always valued myself very highly. And I was like, well, if you're mm -hmm. gonna come for yoga, I'm gonna give you the best yoga experience you've ever had. So yeah. I was a, a private yoga teacher and I began to run big yoga workshops, DD yoga talks, I call it. So detox yoga workshops, which is a niche that I went into. And again, I just looked for a blue ocean, something nobody else was doing, created a business around it. So I was a very successful yoga teacher, but I had always loved muscles. I'd always loved muscles since I was young, since I saw Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2, and I just decided she was a badass and I wanted to be like her. Um, but I'd never really done anything about it. And I certainly didn't think I could build a business around it. But if you asked me, you know the way they always say, Nate, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, right? You're yeah. always told that, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. always like, oh, but I, all I love is muscles. You know, <laughs> and I, then I used to think, well, I, I don't even a PT. I don't train in the gym. Like, I, I don't even go to the gym. How on earth uh -huh. am I going to make a business around muscles? I have to find something else that I love. So yoga was kind of second best. But like, if you, if you really go into the heart to the core of me, what I've always truly loved is muscles. I just love people who are buff. You know, I just have always yeah. loved it. So one day, anyway, I was walking past the yoga mirrors in my, or the, the, the mirrors in my yoga room, which is actually the room I'm sitting in now. It's not my office. And okay. I was, um, this, this room, this room has burst many businesses. So I yeah. was sitting in the, I walked past the mirrors here wearing only like a thong and a, like a bra top. And I was getting something out of the drawers in the room and I caught sight of my butt in the mirror. Okay. And yeah. as you catch sight of your butt in the mirror, I was 37 at the time, the sun was streaming in through the windows and you know, <laughs> bikini season was nearly upon us. And I turned to look at my butt in the mirror as you do as a woman, you know, and right. I was kind of like, I had this like moment of, Oh my God. Like it was, it, it looked, it was beginning to look just like, it wasn't like an old woman's butt yet, but I could see that it was going that way. You know, it was like, it was small because it was toned from loads of yoga. And you know, like, I'm sorry to talk about my butt, but this is actually the story. And, yeah, um, I, and I'd always had a thing about it as well. I'd never actually liked it. And so I looked in the mirror and I thought, oh my God. And I had this epiphany moment where immediately, like I had like a stimulus response pattern, you know, like Pavlov's dog, stimulus response, see my butt, not happy, go on a diet. And I thought, I know what I need to do. I need to go on a diet. It's that quick, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, but not yeah. only that, but it was like, that was my go-to. That's all I'd ever done to change my yeah. body. You look in the mirror, oh, need to go on a diet, need to go on a diet. You know, that's, that's kind of a woman's default mode whenever she's not happy with something about herself, need to diet. So, and it's almost like I need to punish myself, you know, like we're really into yeah. like self-flagellation. So I, um, but I, I looked in the mirror and I thought, hang on a second, I can't go on a diet because my butt's actually already quite small. And to be honest, I was only eating about 1200 calories a day. I was not like, I prided myself on like living on this semi-starvation diet, you know, like, yeah. you know, skinny never, you know, hunger, what was it? No, food never tasted as good as, good as skinny feels. Skinny I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. saying that like a bit, that was like my motto, my mantra. Yeah. So I looked in the mirror and I thought, oh my God, I can't lose any more weight. If I lose weight, I, this, my butt is going to get worse. The skin is going to get saggier because <laughs> no, nothing in there to hold it up. Right, right. 
So I had this epiphany moment and I was like, I know what I need to do. I need to fill it up with muscle because, you know, it, you know, I, you could fill it up with fat people who are, you know, who carry more body fat generally have more stretched, you know, their skin is more stretched. So they don't have saggy wrinkly skin, but whenever, um, you know, the body fat goes, that's when the skin is, is wrinkly. And I thought, well, I don't want to fill it up with body fat. I'm going to fill it up with muscle. So I, I had downloaded a program, a gym program, I think in January of that year, but I'd never done anything about it. And that day I went downstairs and I printed it out and I, I started in the gym the next day. And when I started in the gym, I realized this is where I was meant to be. Like I had trained in the gym over the years. I trained with a powerlifter years ago, but unfortunately after training with a powerlifter, I started looking like a powerlifter. You know, I started like looking really bulky and that isn't how I wanted to look. I always wanted to look like I look now. So I started in the gym. I started training. I realized that this was what I wanted to do. I said to myself, you know what? I've always wanted to do a bikini competition and I'm just damn well going to train for one. So I hired a trainer. I started to train for a bikini competition and he said to me, um, he said, you know, I'll give you a plan. I can train you. No problem at all. He was a prep coach. And he said, but I've never trained a vegan. He said, I really don't know how to, you know, train a vegan. He said, I, you know, and I said, don't you worry. I'll do the, the nutrition part myself. Cause I owned a yoga detox company. I've been studying nutrition for 20 years. Yeah. So I said, I'll do that myself. So anyway, I thought, I went to him that day and I thought, you know what? I, I, I can't be bothered to sit and do my own meal plans and work out my macros and calories and do all that. I'm just going to buy, I'm going to go online. I'm going to, you know, buy a program from a reputable vegan trainer and I'm just going to follow their plan because that'll just make it easier. I won't have to do the research myself because I had four kids. I was busy, you know, I was running my yoga business. So yeah, I went yeah. on the computer and I typed in vegan fitness, you know, program or vegan, you know, fitness model, nothing. And I was like, vegan physique athlete plan. Nothing. Nothing. And I kept doing these searches and I would come up with, there were a couple of different searches come up and a couple of different people who had like a gold, silver and bronze package and this kind of stuff. But it was private coaching and it was only for like eight weeks and things. I was like, no, I don't want any private coaching. I just want the plan. I'm a good soldier. You give me a plan, I'm going to follow up. Yeah. And nothing existed. And I was like, ha ha, Like I was like scalable (laughs) business model opportunity for an online scalable business model. And so I thought I'm going to document everything I do and I'm going to make it into a plan because if I'm searching this information, I'm sure there's millions of women all over the world searching for this information. So that's how the whole thing started. I actually documented, I literally turned up a training the next day with my notebook. I was like, I'm just going to record everything we do. Is that okay? He was like, okay. So that's what I did. And I created it into um, a 12 month fitness program. The reason why Nate, I created a 12 month program was because the program that I did to grow my butt, the first one was only four weeks long. And I believed that after four weeks, my butt was going to look like the fitness model. Who's <laughs> I really did. And Are I you saying like, it didn't? <laughs> I was like, why would she say yeah. program if, yeah. why would she not at least say you need to do this program over and over and over and over again? So I was disheartened with my results and I thought, okay, well, if I'm feeling this way, women all over the world are going to feel this way. So I don't want to sell them like a 12 week program. Would it have been easier to do a 12 week or a whatever program? Yes. A 12 month program is a mammoth amount of work, but I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm good for it. I'm a hard worker. I'm yeah. going to really put in the hard yard. I'm going to do this. And it took me a full year to develop the program and bring it to market. We launched in 2017 with a $52,000 launch. I did it my first launch. And my second launch, when I relaunched it again the next year, we made, um, uh, we made $260,000. And then it, just of this one program. And then in the third yeah. year, we launched it this year, we made um, over half a million dollars in that That's one launch of that one program. Yeah. So, you know, we kept growing and growing and growing. And this information is, people want it, you know? Which All is- from a saggy butt, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. Saggy butt. Women do, <laughs> who knew? And you know what else? You see, the women who purchase my program, they have, or all of my programs, they have disposable income. They, you know, they always yeah. say to me, right? People write to me on, on Instagram and they go, I love you because you're just, you're not one of those young things. You're I'm like, I'm not sure yeah. if this is a compliment or not. Thank you. You know? <laughs> so, so they, they see me and they know I'm not like 20 something who's, you know, who is naturally, you know, elasticated right. totally. in all the right areas. Right. Like she's four kids, she's 40. Yeah. She's, you know, yeah. you can tell she's put in the hard work. She only started three years ago. So they go, yeah. maybe there's hope for me. And that's it's what powerful. the leadership is about. They look and they say, I have kids and I have a job and I, and I am, you know, look like her before photo. She did it in three years. I can do, I can do it. Yeah, so it gives right. them, it gives them hope and they have the money to spend because they're, you know, they're, they're more mature. Yeah. We say. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. so it's a really good market. It's a really good market. And we're really making big, big waves, you know, in the, in the fitness world. Well, that's incredible. So you had the 12 month program and like, you get the one week shred program, which, you know, when I saw that, I was it like, only launched right, that's a blue ocean right there. Like what, what is the one week shred program? Where so, so let me tell you, right. So we launched the 12 month program. It's now an 18 month program, by the way. So the world's is first okay. 18 month program, we recently relaunched as the sculpt and shred an 18 month program. Um, the, but then I, it's just funny. I actually created the four week shred because I was suffering from a massive cash flow crisis, yeah. a yeah. massive cash flow crisis. Like I have never really been that successful business. I've started and failed in so many businesses, but I am not a business person. I'm literally learning on the job. So I started the Sculpted Vegan and I had this one product that was selling for a thousand dollars. We were running a lot of Facebook ad traffic to it, but I was spending like 30 to $40,000 a month on Facebook ads. Yeah, right. And in fact, more, I was spending $50,000 a month, so about 40,000 pounds. And the, it was, you know, we were making a lot of money, we, but the, because it was a 12 month payment plan, they could pay up front or they could pay over 12 months. I was, yeah. I was putting out a huge amount of cash every month, but I wasn't, you know, not all the money was up front. It was compounding over 12 yeah. months. Yeah. So I, I, because I'd put all my eggs in one basket, so to speak, one day in, in June and I overspent, I was reinvesting and I hired new staff yeah. and did stuff. And one day in June in 2018, I think it was last year, year before, year before 2017, I, um, I, I looked, I was on vacation and I looked at my bank account and I realized I had less than a thousand pounds in my business bank account. Yeah. And I, and my credit cards were maxed out. I had 45,000 <laughs> on credit cards. I had, you know, it was, and I was like, Oh my Yeah. God. If you're in business, you, you've been there. Yeah. Like everybody cash flow, yeah. cash flow. They always <laughs> say it's the killer of, of all businesses. If you yeah. can't manage your cash flow. And I was like, I heard this. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> really good. It doesn't apply to me. Uh, bum. Let me tell you. So I nearly crapped myself. Um, and so I was like, I need to create something to get me out of this. And so everybody kept saying, when are you going to do like a diet program? And I always listened to the market, Nate. I was like, what do the market want? The market wants they want, everybody wants to lose body fat, right? Everybody wants to get shredded. Yes. And yeah. uh, what I do is I create programs that are insanely hard that really, really, really work, right? Yeah. It's yeah. for a mindset. I, I, I market to that mindset. Is your inner athlete screaming to get out? So we have these, you know, women who are 200 pounds overweight who join my program and go, I've wanted to be an athlete my entire life. This is my chance. I'm like, you go girl, you're welcome here. You know, the minute you yeah. step into my program, you are an athlete. So I was like, what do they want? Okay. They want a, you know, they want, uh, they want to, they want a diet. Let's create the most insanely hard diet. <laughs> Let's make a massive promise. And I was like, I know what yeah. I'm going to do. I'm going to take my own prep that I had 
done that year, the last four weeks of my own prep, which like literally got me shredded to the bone, 8% body fat. I thought, I'm going to take those four weeks that I created with my, with my trainer and I'm going to package that into a program. So I just took my training, packaged it into a program, sold it $49, offered a $5,000 prize for first place. And that program, we're, um, we're now relaunching it with a new program, updated even more insane one in January. But that <laughs> first program made me, I think about... Uh, half a million dollars. It was a $49 program, half a million dollars over about eight months. That's incredible. $49 program. So that's why we created the four week shred. And the reason why it worked so well was because one, it hit a need. Everybody wanted to get shredded. Two, yeah. it was only forty nine dollars. It was. Yeah, really it wasn't a payment plan. It was just yeah. Here's your, here's right. It was a no brainer. And three, it had a five thousand yeah. dollar prize attached to it. So yeah. you know, if people and so then once I realized people love the diets, I was like, well, let's give them a twelve week shred. And so we did yeah, twelve week shred. But then everyone was going, it's too short. I want something longer, more sustainable. I was a twelve week shred. So we did the twelve week shred yeah. again. You know, I think the twelve week shred. We launched it. It was a two hundred thousand dollar launch. It's a. It was a ninety seven dollar program. And then people were like, we want something shorter. Can you not do something shorter? <laughs> For Christmas, and I was like, okay, the one week shred. So, I love it. You give them what they want, right? Yes. And then, of course, I get all the criticism, and then you get not all, but of course, you get people on your Facebook ads going, I can't believe she's selling this program, selling quick fixes. I'm like, sweetheart, <laughs> I ain't making, I ain't making no promises. I'm saying you're going to lose yeah. fat and water. It's a quick fix. It's not a long term solution. You want to get into that. You want to yeah. drop a dress size, get into that dress for Christmas. The one week shred is your jam. It's only $49. Yeah, right. It's completely yeah. done for you. So that's so I'm like people. I know, I'm like I only create programs that people want, right? Yeah. And my highest goal is 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 not ruining people's health. So I'm all I'm really into. Let's not ruin people's health. Let's do you know a really hard program that's very safe and very you know and it has lots of you know exercise and lots of healthy eating. And that's what I do. I create programs that literally get, you know, that really work. And that's why, that's why we sell so many of them because, you know, the results are insane. So that's why, that's why the one week shred came about. So we launched it just after Thanksgiving. We timed it really well. Oh yeah. Um, we sold Perfect. about 3000 of them this month, I think. And yeah, they just love it. So that's great. Yeah. yeah and I love you. creating programs. I love creating. Yeah. Programs. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and it's so simple, like the formula. Well, it's not simple. Not, it, it is it's simple. A, it's it simple, is. it's not easy, right? Yeah. yeah. No, but people ignore it. People are like, yeah. why are you so successful? I'm, you know what I do? I listen to what people yeah. want. Yeah. And, then I, and then I create programs for them, but I'm not afraid to make them work hard because I'm not afraid of hard work, yeah. right? And I make big promises. I'm like, lose up to half your body fat in four weeks. And people are like, Really? I'm like, yes, if you yes. work hard enough, you could. I'm not enough, but I'm going to give you $5,000 yeah. if you win. And I'm going to get, you know, so I'm not afraid to make people work hard. I'm not afraid to make yeah. a promise. A lot of people are like, you know, oh, this is my get fit in four weeks program. I'm like, what does that even mean? That's not <laughs> measurable, <laughs> you know, yeah. whereas I am very well, specific with the program, with the promise, with the, you know, what they get out of it. And then we nurture them the whole way through. And yeah. we, we give them support 24 hours a day with our, you know, team of experienced coaches, and we nurture them and we love them and we love them through the pain. And then they come out at the end of it and they're like, holy crap, I am a warrior. I cannot believe I survived that. And so and after these, surviving something hard, they feel good. Are these programs just for women? No. Well, you know what? They started out as just for women, but we have an enormous yeah. uh, male community now. So much imagine. so. Yeah. That, and this sounds like, I'm like, this is like me just selling my, pro I'm really sorry. This is really sounds like. Oh, no, you get it. It's great. And I haven't great meant it to, to be a sales pitch at all. Um, it's more just, I suppose, showing what's possible with, with I'm the, the, I'm the one asking the questions. So yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love talking about the numbers. People are like, Oh, you're, you're always bragging. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> bragging. 
you the bloody numbers to show you what's Yeah, right. It's just a number. Yeah. yeah, I don't hide behind things. So the four-week shred that we're launching in, in January, um, I actually have created it for male men and women. So here's what was happening. We were getting loads of women joining the program and enrolling their husbands into doing it with them. Okay. And so they yeah. were like, can my husband join? Can my husband join? So we had like an enormous amount of men do the 12-week shred. So I was like, why not just like open this to men and women? So I created a female plan and a male plan. So there's, there's meal plans, shopping lists, recipes, whatever for females. And then there's, I changed all the quantities for men. So there's, um, we've actually welcomed men into it and two men made it into the final of the last competition that we did. So it was, it's still an 80, 20 split, That's you know, awesome. it was 80, 80% yeah. female, 20% male, but yes, we have a lot of, um, yes. we have a lot of men in the program now as well. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, we all have turning points, critical moments in our life where, you know, we're like, it's kind of like this fork in the road where you could very easily went left that path that, that a lot of others would, would tend to go down to. Maybe it's just what people would see as the safe uh, road to travel. And then there's this, this, this path to the right that is a little less traveled or a lot less traveled. And, and, um, and it is the path that you've gone down. That's, but, but it takes courage, right? As a championship leader, it's not only having the vision, but the courage to, to actually be decisive and, and act on that vision. Um, what is a moment for you where you could have very easily went a different direction and been in a completely different place in your life? I think there's a lot to learn from those. We all have those moments or turning points or sticking points or whatever you want to call it in your life. Mm-hmm. Do you know, it's, it's funny. I'm, it was, we haven't prepared these questions, obviously, for the podcast, no, but I'm like, oh my God, now I have to think of a moment. I'm having like a, <laughs> like a mini meltdown. No, an internal mini meltdown. No, I'm teasing. Um, but what, you know, let me tell you something about me. I have always taken the path left, less traveled. I have never- yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I always have. Like we homeschool our four kids. We don't just homeschool them. We radically unschool them. Our kids have no formal curriculum. They have, you know, they're all self-taught readers, writers. You know, they have their own bank accounts. People are, people, my, my nine-year-old has her, has a bank account with a, with a cash card, credit card attached to it. People are That's like, awesome. what? And like, I trust <laughs> my children with money. Like they, yeah. you know, they earn a lot of money and we teach them about money. So we teach them life lessons. So we've always, you know, we didn't send them down to school. We didn't vaccinate our kids. We didn't, you know, I have always, I'm like, okay, if everyone else is doing it, well, I'm just going to make sure I research it first. Cause I am not a, I'm not a follow the crowd person. Yeah. I am very much into, you know, like, let me look at what, you know, what actually is the best option here. So I suppose, but, um, I haven't, so I, I don't have a lot of fear over making decisions um, and, and going down the path less traveled. I, I suppose the one, the one that sticks out in my mind recently is um, last year I started working. I, started, I hired a guy on Upwork to do, to make a video for me. And I recognize talent because I am the kind of person who is an insanely hard worker and I have very high standards and very pernickety, but I also work off my own bat. You know, like I, I'm like, if you give me a job to do, don't micromanage how I do it. Just leave me to do the job. I'll come to you if I have questions, but otherwise I'm going to, I'm going to do an insane job for you. So I'm that kind of person. So I tend to recognize those qualities in other people. So last year, I, I hired this, this guy on Upwork to create a video for me. And I hire very much on instinct whenever I hire. And uh, so I hired him to create a, video, a sales video and it was really expensive. He was charging me like $4,000 for the video. And I was like, okay, no, it's for the launch. It's going to be good. You know, it's whatever. So anyway, he, he had, so I sent him all the footage for the video and he had this video for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get here. And so whenever he sent it to me, I was absolutely blown away by it. Blown away. I actually sent him a $500 tip 
on, yeah. on Upwork yeah. because I was so blown away by, by this video. It was insane. So I started hiring him to do videos for me regularly. He was a freelancer. Started hiring him to do videos for me regularly. And, you know, he was not the cheapest in the world, but he just understood video. And I, I really began to realize that the, the, the power that we say par here in Northern Ireland, nobody understands me in America. It's the power, the power. So sometimes I sound very okay. American. Sometimes <laughs> so I really understood the power that videos have to sell. And I knew that that was the, the way that I wanted to take my, my business forward. I've always had a very high standard in terms of branding and video content and quality. And so after Mark had been um, working for me for a while or, you know, creating videos for me, I said to him one day, I was like, I was trying to hire a full-time video creative director to come and work for the company. And I said to Mark and I kept, I said to him, would you help me to find someone if I send you their show reels and things? So I kept sending him these show reels and he was like, no, oh my God, it's horrendous. Oh my God, it's crap. Oh my God, he doesn't understand this. He doesn't understand that. So I was like, Mark, help me out here. Like I really need to find somebody. So then I just called him one day and I was like, okay, I see Matt WhatsApp him. And I was like, I have, a, I have a question to ask you. And he was like, what? And I was like, how much for you to come work for me full time? And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, just like hit me with the number. How much? Yeah. And he was like, no, I don't think I could go in. I don't want to go into full-time employment. I'm a freelancer. And I was like, come on, come on, just hit me. So anyway, he hit me with this number that made my eyes water. And I was <laughs> like, oh, oh, like heart palpitations. But I, and I was like, you know what? I could not afford it at the time. Not even going to tell you what it was, but I could not afford it at the time. I could not, did not have the cash flow in the business to afford it. And mm -hmm. I sat there. I remember sitting in the car the day that he, that he gave me the number and he was like, I, but I swear to God, he said, you know, we agreed in a three month trial period. And he said, I swear to God, Kim, he said, I am so invested in you. I'm so invested in where you want to go. I'm so invested in the company. I swear together, we will make something great. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I remember driving to the gym and I was like having, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? I can't even afford this. I can't afford this. You know, this is, I'm, I was like, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find the money. I'm going to have to find the money. And so, and I did like Mark, he's worked for us now for like 12 months. So I, I think that that was a, I, I use that an example as an example because it was, a, I, it was terrifying for me to commit to that amount of money every month when I didn't have the cash flow. But I was, what I was committed to, Nate, was finding the money. I, I was like, I will create whatever I need to create. Like I have juggled my tax account. I have juggled the business account. I have juggled, you know, I have juggled so much, you know, in order to, to get where I am. And I just remember making that commitment. And it's one of the things that I teach a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs who come to me and they ask me for advice and they say, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about that. And I say to them, you need to find this. You need to invest in this. They're like, oh, but I can't, I don't have the money. And I can't because I, I can't do this. And all I ever hear is I can't, I can't, I can't. And I've always looked for, I can't, how can I, is what I've always asked myself. How can I? And I knew that I would do whatever it took to find that money whatever it took. I never make stupid decisions, but I knew I would do whatever it took because I believed in what he could do and help create for the company. And he now is obviously full-time. He does all of our Facebook ads. He does all of our promo ads. And since he came on board and started, Facebook loves, ad, they love video ads. If you yeah. want to just yeah. And right. our, our, our cost per conversion came down. So we were, it was costing us about 220 pounds to make a sale on a thousand dollar program. It yep. came down to 130 pounds after we took Mark on. Yeah. We, we made yeah. an extra hundred pounds, which is about 120, $130 per sale. And we were making two to four sales a day, minimum two up to six a day after yeah. Mark came on board. So we were making an extra two to 600 pounds per day. 
And I, he paid for himself, you know? Yeah, so you have to yeah, really look at the numbers and you have to go with instinct. You have to invest. But that was a big one recently that I had where I was just terrified to make the decision. That's a perfect example. Yeah. I mean, you definitely listened and it's, you know, it's scary in that moment. It, you know, yeah, that it's like oh, a big number. You knew it was going to be a big number and you're like, oh, yep, that was a big number. And yes. I kind of know, like, just, I, I, I have to do this. And there's a lot of people that would, it's just good to hear those things because we all come across those moments and those that are willing to make those decisions in those moments are the ones that win for sure. You so, have to know, you have to make the distinctions. You have to know where, yeah. like I had a big opportunity recently to, I was going to hire a big PR company in America and they were uh, like multiple six figures a year yeah. to hire. And I actually had made the decision to hire them. And then I came home and I evaluated and I said, you know what? I don't have the time nor the inclination to go to America, to do free media, to, to appear on TV shows. Cause I want to push my brand in America a lot more. We sell 90, we sell 70% of our programs in America. Yeah. So I wanted to build my own persona in America, but I, I had to really evaluate it. And I was like, you know, spending money on, you know, on the team on my creative team on Alan, who's my, you know, head of tech and he's does all our design and development and Mark that's money where I can see the return. I can, I know that he's creating Facebook ads, Alan's creating programs and ads and graphics, and that's bringing in a direct return media in America, you know, where I'm going to like go on like good morning America or, you know, or the Dr. Oz show, or I don't even know the names of the shows in America, but I've heard them bandied around, but that isn't, I can't see the direct return on that. So it's knowing where to invest. I've made a couple of bad investments as well. Like I invested money recently in something and I was like, it was a wing and a prayer. I could afford to lose the money, but I, I wanted to see would it pay off if I if I did it. It didn't pay off. It was about eighteen thousand. I lost eighteen thousand dollars. But I was like, I was like, okay, I can afford to. I just wanted to see would it pay off. So I think you have to be uh, strategic with your decisions and and only invest in areas that you can see are actually going to bring you a return. And don't invest in areas that, that where you're not going to be able to see the return if you don't have that money to burn. And that's the biggest, I think Definitely. that's the biggest distinction people have to make. Yeah, absolutely. As we wrap this up, what are one or two things that um, you could leave with the listeners that could help them move forward today, like take and implement and put it into action today? One of the things I teach, and, and it comes across in business, in the gym, in fitness, with your parenting, anything that you want to achieve in life. People ask me every day and they say, you know, Kim, how are you so motivated? And I say, I'm not motivated at all. They're like, really? I'm like, no, no, no. Motivation gets you going. Discipline keeps you going. Like it's the cliche, but it's so true. I do not want to get up in the morning and go to the gym. Like I had leg day with my trainer today. I actually <laughs> literally have, I'm not joking, TMI. I have a dose of yeah. runs every morning, like three or four times before I get to the gym on a Tuesday because that leg day is so soul crushingly bad. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't want to go there on a Tuesday, but I kind of do if you know what I mean. But the discipline yeah. of going, like I get up every morning at five and I'm on that Stairmaster by 6am to do my cardio. Do I want to get on that Stairmaster at 6am? No, but do I get on it because it's achieving a higher goal? Yes. Yeah. So I think one of the things that people are lacking in this world, well, two things, if I may, the first thing is they lack the discipline to see through their goals. They, they're all motivated when they start and they get so excited. And then once it turns into work, which it always does, then they, they think it should be easier than this and then they give up. So they lose the discipline to keep going. Second thing I want to say is something that I heard uh, somebody repeat, uh, Rachel Hollis from Girls Stop Apologizing said recently on stage was she said, you know, people think that because it's hard, they're on the right, they're on the wrong path. They think it should be easier than this, you know? Mm, And people see me running this big internet company and having this fabulous body and they're like, you know, oh, you know, I would love to, I would love to have your life. I'm like, really, you would not, I promise you. 
you know? So they think that because it's hard and I, and I work, they're like, you're a, two, you know, I can't believe what you've done in two years. I'm like, I started seven years ago. I'm a seven year overnight success. So they right. don't see how, how much work it takes. And they think that because it's really, really, really hard that they're doing the wrong thing or they're on the wrong path or they're whatever. It is hard. As you know, it's yeah. hard, it's tough. And it, if it's hard, it means that it's work. And yeah. Yeah, yes, it's exactly. joy, but it still works. So have the discipline to keep going. Recognize it's going to be harder than you ever thought it was going to be, but everything that you want is on the other side of that hard. And if you can just keep going and get through the dip, you will get out the other side and it definitely will get easier. Absolutely. Yeah. Powerful. Thank you so much for sharing those. And what, uh, how can we find out more about you? How can we follow you and uh, what you have going on in your world? Well, we are launching, like I said, I was giving it a big, a big push earlier, the new four-week shred program starting in January. January 1st, we're launching. Competition starts 13th of January. We have an $18,750 prize fund. We're giving cash oh, prizes to, from 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Um, so it's launching on the 1st of January. But, you know, I'm on Instagram. My, the Sculpted Vegan is my website, and The Sculpted Vegan is me on Instagram. Instagram is where I'm at all day. You can send me a DM. I will always respond. I respond to every single DM that I get, and I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds every day. So um, it's one of the things you'll always you'll always find out about me. And, and again, it's that leadership thing we were talking about earlier. I say, you know, people go the extra mile. When I, when, I, when I do videos on my Instagram, I write captions on them because there's people who watch them on silent and there's deaf people who follow me. So I always write captions. Does it take a, an insane amount of time? Yes. You know what? <laughs> yes. Do it. You know, if someone sends you a DM, respond. If someone writes a comment on your post, respond. If someone takes the time to interact with you, at least you have the good manners to interact back. So I think people miss this. They miss this communication. Yeah, so yeah. that's where you can find me on Instagram. Just had a wee rant there while I was, <laughs> while I was telling you. But uh, you can find me on Instagram, The Sculpted Vegan. Send me a DM. Say hi. Tell me you love the episode. Like repost the episode. Yeah, you know, post it on your timeline and I'll repost it on mine and we'll all spread the love and it'll be great. I love it. Thank you so much, Kim, for taking time. Thank I know you so you much are, for having uh, me. This was so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's been a blast. It has. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Nate. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer, we can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it, I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, babe.